guys, welcome back to the Oh My Allergies podcast. It's your host Valencia and in today's episode we're going to be talking about pet allergies and how pets can experience spring allergies. I know my dog currently has them and is like going through it with me. Slide note, if you guys are not already subscribed to the Oh My Allergies podcast, be sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on any of the Oh My Allergies content and also be sure to leave a rating and a review and hopefully it is five stars. So I just wanted to talk about that, talk about my experience with my dog and things that I've learned that work with her and different natural remedies that I have researched and have learned along the way from having my dog. I've had her for about three years and she's three years old, like almost three and a half. And just being able to um, share my um opinion, my thoughts, and pretty much just advice on if you have a dog that is dealing with allergies right now because it is allergy season. I've been doing a lot of episodes on the podcast about allergies, so I thought I would do one for all the pet lovers out there. But before we get into today's topic, you guys know I got to talk about what's been going on. So what's been going on with me? It's pretty much been crunch time over here as far as like schoolwork is concerned. My semester is wrapping up pretty fast and it's really just hard to believe that the semester is pretty much almost over Um, and I have like a good amount of final assignments, projects, that type of thing going on. So like I have a presentation that's coming up. Um, I have like a report that I have to do, like a formal report is what it's called. I have like a paper. I have another report project I have to do. So those are kind of like my final projects for this semester. And it's just insane, like with everything that's going on, like time has been flying by so quickly. Like I feel like January just happened and the spring semester just started, but it's like, no, it's like almost the summertime and that's crazy. But that's mainly been the main thing on my mind is just pushing through doing my projects because some of my stuff is group work. So organizing those types of meetings, being able to do the work on that, doing it together, doing it apart, that type of thing and managing on Zoom, honestly. And it's funny because for one of my classes recently, we had the choice to read between a couple articles. And one of the articles was about Zoom. And they talked with the founder of Zoom. And it really talked about kind of like the basis of Zoom, how it got started, and really how they were able to become Um, a part of the forefront for video conferencing and communications for people to be able to honestly be able to navigate uh, telecommuting life and being able to do school online. Like I sometimes wish I had like more exciting things to like say and be like, ooh, like I'm doing this and that, but like literally just in my house and just doing my schoolwork and if I'm not doing schoolwork then I'm playing with my dog because my dog is a very needy dog and if I'm not doing that then I'm sleep so that's kind of what's been going on with me lately um so I guess I can just get right into my foodie likes so one of my foodie likes is from 
the brand Community Coffee, I think. It's like one of their dark roast coffees. Um, that's something that has been my go-to lately for breakfast. I've just been having a cup of coffee and my Keurig. And then another uh, foodie like for me is the everything but the bagel seasoning. I really like it. What I'll do is that I'll get like an English muffin and mash an avocado, like not a whole avocado, but some avocado. And then I'll top it with smoked salmon and then I'll put like the seasoning on it. And it's been like one of my go-to breakfasts lately. I'm obsessed with the whole smoked salmon and avocado mixture. Like it goes back to like years ago. So you guys might think I'm weird after this, but like this is kind of like how I was. So when I used to live in California, like having smoked salmon and avocado was like one of my go-tos. It's weird looking back on it is I used to like the mixture of having smoked salmon, avocado, and red onion. I can't even explain to you why the red onion was in there, but I did. And if we were in a rush to rather, whether that was to go to some type of acting class or whether it was to go to church or something like that when we lived out there, I would literally take some smoked salmon, I would get some avocado slices, and I would literally bite out of an onion like it was a freaking apple. Yeah, I was crazy. And like it was so funny because when I had one of my friends uh, stay with us, um, for uh, a good amount of time and their mother had came over and their mother literally stared at me as I was making a smoked salmon avocado and red onion sandwich and she looked at me like are you okay <laughs> and honestly like I was like why are you judging me you're in my house but that's that's kind of like how I used to like to eat now I do like all of those things still but maybe not all in the same sandwich. Like maybe have like red onion and something else. But yeah, like looking back, I'm like, I don't even understand like why I would want to pair all of those three things together and thought it was like amazing. I think that is all of my foodie likes. I'm trying to try different things. When we go to the grocery store, try to get like new things to try and be able to talk about them here on the podcast but like normally I'm like a creature of habit so normally if I like something then I will just keep buying it and buying it and buying it that's how I am when it comes to restaurants if I go to my favorite restaurant the people at the restaurant know that I order literally the same thing every single time and I don't really change my order at all and they're like you sure you don't want to try this or are you sure you don't want to try that and I'm like no I'm good I know what I like I like this it's very consistent for the most part as far as its taste I know what to expect I know it's going to taste good like that type of thing and that's normally how I am like sometimes I might be like "Ooh, I'm in the mood to try something new but normally I'm like a creature of habit when it comes to food um so I guess now that I'm done with my foodie likes I guess I can get straight into the allergy news and so for this week's allergy news it's related to today's topic which is about pets and allergies. So this article is titled Spring Dangers That Could Threaten Your Pet. And I thought this was interesting just because of the relation between this article and today's topic. So this article, it talks about potential dangers that your pet could encounter during the springtime. So one of the things that it talks about is like runaway pets, which is something that I've seen, like whether it's been like my neighborhood or other people's neighborhoods when I've gone to visit them, just because like with the weather 
being, you know, a little bit more sunny and a little bit more breezy. And, you know, a lot of people are more open to keeping their doors open for fresh air and all that other type of stuff. But pets can escape and then they find themselves outside and lost and all that other type of stuff. So when you are walking your pet, so whether you encounter a cat or a dog or something like that, just be really careful. And then also making sure that if you have a pet and you normally keep your doors open, that to make sure that you have the steps in place to make sure that if your pet gets lost, it can be found. So I know a lot of people end up... Um, considering microchipping their dog. My dog's personally not microchipped, but I've heard a lot of people talk really great things about it. Something that I've considered, but I haven't really decided yet. I heard that it's like the size of rice and it's like something that's injected into your dog and that it's really helpful. Like I know when my dog was younger, she she didn't really wander that much. So that's some reason why I never really thought about it. But as she got older, she started getting a lot more curious and like would like to run in the street and like do her own type of thing and then I was like well maybe I should consider microchipping her but now as she's gotten older she has gotten a lot better with you know listening and things of that nature so I don't know it's something that I've thought about but I haven't really made like a final decision on whether or not I want to do something like that. Another thing um, to be mindful of is cleaning supplies. So we all know that in the spring, spring cleaning is a thing. You know, you're trying to make sure your house is tidy, make sure, you know, your room is tidy or your living space, whatever. So making sure that the cleaning supplies that you use are out of reach from your pets, just to make sure that your pet doesn't accidentally ingest them because we don't want that to happen because there's a lot of cleaning supplies that are potentially poisonous for pets so you don't want them to be near that I know my dog is like super nosy so if she sees something she's gonna try to sniff it and try to figure out what it is and yeah if you have a nosy dog or nosy pet in general like you just don't want to set yourself up for something like that so just keep them out of their reach and everything will be fine another thing that this article talks about is tiny objects and home projects So usually a lot of people during the spring, they like to do a lot of remodeling. You know, the weather's nice and you hope that all the remodeling is going to be done in time for like the summer. If you're throwing like get togethers, parties, that types of things. Um, Typically, um, I don't know if that type of thing is going to happen this summer considering our current climate of today. But typically, that's kind of what people usually do during the summertime, doing home projects and stuff. But when you're doing those types of projects, your pet, like I said, my dog's pretty nosy. And so they try to see what you're doing. And, you know, you don't want your dog to be trying to eat weird things like wood and tools and nails and stuff. So making sure that you're not leaving things laying around that are potentially dangerous for your pet. So just keep that in mind. Also, um, another thing with Easter passing, I know you probably have a lot of chocolate around your house. So making sure that you keep their chocolate away from your dog. I know my dog, when she sees me with anything in my hand, like she's automatically interested by like a thousand percent of what I have in my hand. And she's like, ooh, let me see, let me see. And I'm like, no, especially for chocolate. No, you cannot have this. No, 
It can cause a lot of bad things to you. I'm like, you don't trust me. You don't want this. And because like chocolate, you know, if you have had a pet for a very long time, then you know that if a pet could have, if a pet has chocolate, like if a dog has chocolate, it could cause like vomiting and diarrhea and it could your dog could potentially go into a seizure it could ultimately lead to death like it's just a very scary situation that you really don't want to put yourself in so it's better just to keep the keep the holiday candy away from your dog another thing that the article talks about is plants and how there's some plants that are toxic to pets so making sure that you're being aware of the types of plants that you're putting in your household and even if they aren't considered toxic they could upset your pet's stomach so just making sure you're keeping an eye on your pet and keeping a firm grip on their leash um, when you're outside walking your dog or if you have plants in your house, just keeping that in, you know, your mind. Another um, thing that they talk about in here is toxic water from either puddles or swimming pools. This is something that my dog has got a lot better at, but when she was younger, because she just loves water and she just likes being able to sniff it outside if it's raining, if she sees like a puddle of it, like she's all for it, but she does not like going to the restroom in the rain. So it's like very weird, but she just loves it. And so I, when she was younger, I would constantly have to tell her like, no, like you can't lick that water. That water is disgusting. Like, no, we have water inside. If you want water, wait till we get inside. So making sure that your dog just doesn't wander off and starts drinking a random puddle because it can cause like digestive problems and it could lead to either a bacterial infection depending on like what's in that water. So just making sure that your pet's not doing things it shouldn't be doing, that type of thing. And then one other thing that they mentioned in the article is talking about like sun exposure and hydration. So if your dog is in the sun for too much, it can cause them to have like skin damage, sunburns, or skin cancer. So making sure that you avoid the sun between 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. is what this article says, which is usually when the sun has the most strength, which is something that I didn't even know and they say breeds with long hair they generally have more protection against the sun but really you should consider getting sunscreen that's veterinarian approved or making sure that your pet is wearing specialized clothing if your dog either has like lighter skin or if your dog has short hair just being aware of that so I thought this article was really interesting just because there were some things that I didn't even really consider like there's a lot of the things on here that I have considered like the water and like the chocolate and like kind of like that basic information as a pet owner like you would be expected to know but the things about like the sun exposure I wasn't really that familiar with it I personally don't have plants so I really don't think about that type of stuff but I know when I'm on walks with my dog like I'm always keeping an eye on her and like what she's sniffing and just making sure that she is not putting herself in danger and that I'm keeping an eye on her and making sure that she's not doing anything she's not supposed to be doing but yeah and as always I will link the article that I always reference in the allergy news section in the show notes so you guys can look at the articles that I'm talking about in each of the episodes and see for yourself the different things that I'm talking about. So now that I'm done with the allergy news I guess we can get right into today's topic. So today's topic like I said is about pet allergies um, and how to deal with a pet that has spring allergies and has a pollen allergy. So I know when I at least for me when I think
think of spring allergies, I tend to think about how much they affect actual people like humans, but they can also affect your pets. And during this time of year, you know, allergies are actually one of the most common conditions that can affect dogs. And a few months back when the seasons first started to change, I realized that my dog had like a new found obsession with like her paws and licking them. And then she also really started to sneeze, which is not normal for her. And she looked like she was trying to scratch her nose like a regular person. It was so bad. Like I would just catch her like laying down on the ground with like her nose in between her paws and looking like she's trying to like scratch the crap out of it. So I was like, hey, you probably need to go to the doctor to figure out what's going on. So we went to her doctor and her doctor recommended her to start taking an antihistamine to be able to help her with her symptoms um, and to see if that would help at all. And guys, like it helped so much. And to be completely honest, she actually looks forward to taking her allergy medicine. Like I know that's like really weird. She's definitely not your average dog. Um, she's the only dog I know that actually likes medicine. And she's always been like this. Like she gets excited and she's just like, ooh. And I'm like, girl, like what is wrong with you? But I would honestly say that her allergies are almost as bad as mine. And she's like either always itching and scratching. When she licks her paws, it absolutely annoys the literal crap out of me. Like it just annoys me. Like I'm always yelling at her. I'm like, Brownie, stop scratching. Stop licking your paws. Yeah, I'm always like, girl, stop licking your paws. Stop scratching. Let the medicine kick in, like that type of thing. Allergies can also bring chronic ear infections and it can also bring skin rashes as well. So for allergies, they can show up in three ways in most cases. So the three cases, so the three ways is skin, your respiratory system, and digestive system. So for skin, it's like when a dog will itch and scratch. So they may continually chew and look at their paws and then they develop like skin sores or lesions, like that type of thing, which she's she's definitely done that before. A respiratory, which is when a dog will either cough or they sneeze or they wheeze or they may have like nasal or eye discharge, which is something that she deals with on occasion, like the eye discharge or digestive, which is when a dog may either experience um, vomiting or having diarrhea. So with my dog, she usually will deal with like a mixture of skin and respiratory symptoms. Like she'll get the eye discharge, like I just said. She will sneeze and her sneezes actually sound like an actual person sneezing. I'll be like, mom, did you just sneeze? And she's like, no, like that was the dog. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I'll see her like rubbing her nose and she looks exactly like me when my nose is itching the actual crap out of me. And it's just really not an ideal situation to be in. So with all that being said, you're probably thinking, okay, well, how can I help put my dog out of their misery? So one of my uh, first tips is to wipe your dog's paws. So you can either wipe them with like a wet paper towel or you can wipe them with apple cider vinegar and a water mix, which is what I do. Now I'm still a work in progress. I'm working on getting better at wiping her paws every single time she goes out. Um, And the reason why I use apple cider vinegar is because it helps with killing any bacteria that may have gotten on the bottom of her paws from either her walks or if she is um, like walking in the yard, like that type of thing. And it can also, like apple cider vinegar can also help with soothing irritated paws. And she weirdly likes apple cider vinegar, which is 
I say it's weird because most dogs that I come across don't really like it. They don't like the smell of it. Like they just think it's really bad. And then from what I've heard, most dogs don't like it either, but she enjoys it for some reason. Like she likes licking it. Uh, my next tip is to use coconut oil. Now you can apply the coconut oil directly onto your dog's uh, cracked paws, you can do it on their skin, you can use it to treat hot spots, etc. And then like massage it in. And coconut oil, what's great about it is that it can help with increasing energy levels for your pet. Um, it can help with improving the skin and the coat. It can help with improving digestion. And it can also help with reducing allergic reactions. You can also put a little bit um, on their dry food and my dog really likes it that way she also likes it when I put it on her paws and she'll lick that too like she's obsessed with it and um, I'll usually put the oil on her paws after wiping them with the apple cider vinegar and from what I've read like the optimum dose for dogs is about a tablespoon per 30 pounds or one teaspoon per 10 pounds daily for your dog for coconut oil so my next tip which is tip number three it's to do a oatmeal bath so so an oatmeal bath, it really allows the natural oils in the oatmeal to help moisturize dry, cracked paw pads and to be able to help with decreasing the inflammation that's causing the constant itching. And my dog, she has actual oatmeal shampoo, but I've heard that people dissolve a couple cups of ground oats that are unsweetened and unflavored in warm water, like in your regular bathtub, and you just allow your dog to stand or to either lie in the solutions for about 10 minutes or so and I would assume both ways do the trick my dog is a big fan of bath time she's like the quietest and the stillest like sh that she will ever be throughout the day when it's bath time like sometimes she'll even fall asleep midway through like her eyes are closed she snores and it's actually the like most hilarious thing ever usually when I'm letting her like when I'm washing her I'll be like mom 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 come see her and like she'll be like it's like so hilarious it's so hilarious so tip number four is using baking soda now i've never tried using baking soda for my dog but after finding this tip out i now really want to so with baking soda you can put that in a bucket of warm water and that helps with removing allergens that are causing all of the itching and it soothes inflamed and irritated skin for your dog so you just dunk your dog's feet in the bucket and when you come in from outside you let them you let him or her just sit there for a minute or two and then the licking and the chewing should stop. And it says to use one or two tablespoons of baking soda per gallon of water and that should be enough to help with alleviating the itchiness. So my next tip is maintaining a healthy balanced diet for your dog. So since allergies are basically an immune system response, it means that your dog's body is working in overtime to help with getting rid of the allergens that are in their immune system. So really, it's important to make sure that your dog is having a balanced diet with whole foods in it just to make sure that they are staying healthy and they're being able to have their immune system be strong enough to fend off the symptoms that they're going through. So my sixth tip is a tip that I brought up earlier in the podcast, and it's trying an antihistamine. So for mild itching, uh, you can give dogs over-the-counter antihistamines such as like Benadryl. Uh, your veterinarian can advise you on like the appropriate dosage and obviously talk with your veterinarian first before you do it. Like I said, I took my dog to her veterinarian and the veterinarian said to 
try giving her Benadryl and see how that works and we'll monitor her. And we found that that's like one of the best ways for her to be able to deal with her symptoms, her allergic reaction symptoms to like pollen and the environmental allergens and things of that nature. So make sure that you're consulting with your vet, with your dog's vet, to make sure that, you know, they're taking the best antihistamine for that particular dog, making sure they're taking the appropriate dosage for your dog. Um, Like I mentioned earlier, and I'll probably keep mentioning it, my dog really benefits from using Benadryl and was recommended to use it by her doctor. Obviously, make sure that you're talking with your doctor to make sure that even taking an antihistamine is a good move for your pet. It's important to make sure that once your doctor tells you to dosage, that you don't go over that dosage because you could potentially be putting your dog at risk. So just to be safe on that type of stuff just make sure that you are always keeping your veterinary in the loop because it's medicine and you don't want to do an overdose with your dog because that could lead to things that we all don't want to really think about so i hope you guys enjoyed today's episode and was able to find some value in this episode I wanted to do this episode because I don't really hear that many things about pets having allergies and I know when I first took my dog to her vet and we started talking about it and I was looking up things online like it's I mean it's online but it's very hard to be able to find different resources and different tips and for me when I'm approaching my dog I try to find natural remedies for her and make sure that that I'm not like using medicine is not my personal first choice when it comes to my dog. I usually like to take a natural approach to her, um, but the antihistamine does work for her. So doing that in combination with a lot of different natural remedies is something that I aim to do with her and making sure that her diet is pretty healthy. As far as her food, um, one of my favorite brands is Fresh Pet for her. She really likes it. Um, And then also another brand that recently I started um, getting for her is, I think it's called The Honest Kitchen. They have like these clusters um, and she really likes those too. And then also the dog food that she gets is from Kroger. It's like their um, abound dog food. She really likes that. And it's usually healthier than like other brands of dog food. And it has like really good ingredients in it. And I try to make sure that when it comes to her diet that she's eating whole food and not things that have like um byproduct meals in it and it actually has like real food with real ingredients in it and just making sure that I'm not feeding her any crap like I know I want my dog to be able to live for a long time and so I want to make sure that I'm not chintzing her on her diet and I am making sure I am feeding her the right foods that she needs for her diet as far as from according to her vet and then also making sure that you know she's able to eat healthy foods have a healthy diet have a healthy lifestyle so that she can live as long as possible because I want her to be around for as long as you know God will let her be so like I said I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode if you did be sure to give it a rating hopefully it is five stars and if you are not subscribed to the oh my allergies podcast you definitely should so you don't miss out on any of the oh my allergies content if you have not followed us on our oh my allergies podcast instagram it is at oh my allergies I will always leave the link in the show notes and also feel free to follow me on my accounts my Twitter and my Instagram is at call me Val Barnes and I will talk to you all in my next episode. Bye guys. <laughs>